Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! to the BX Sports Jared Network. I am Austin, and one half of MMA Weekly, Austin Sheft in, and I'm just doing a quick video because I kind of wanted to do an instant reaction to UFC 286 taking place in London, England. Just ended like an hour ago, and this was, you know, in the, in the afternoon for here in the United States. Obviously, it was, he was geared towards the British time as it was a UK pay-per-view. It made sense as the people over in England got to see, you know, a championship fight and the first pay-per-view in England since I want to say 2016 when Bisping fought Dan Anderson in October 2016. I forget what UFC that was. UFC, it was like one, I want to say it was 180 something, like 180, no, 190 something. I forget. The, if I remember, it was like late 2016. I do remember that. It was Bisping, Dan Anderson. So it's been a while since UFC has been in London, England for a pay per view. Now, they did, now two, last year, they had two shows in London, both successful, and they came back here, especially with Leon Edwards having the you know, being a champion, defending his belt against Kamara Usman in the trilogy fight. And, and like I said, this is going to be, a, I'm not going to break down what happened too much. Like I said, I'll do it. I'll do that during the week with Chef Dan. We'll break it down. What happened in more detail. I'm just going my initial reactions to this car, um, to this fight. And let me just give you one moment. Let me just get this ready. Um, no, actually, never mind. We don't need graphics. Anyway, never mind. Forget, forget that. Scratch that. Let's go. Let's go to uh, anyway. Kamaru Usman wins. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. Leon Edwards wins. One judge gave a draw, and two judges gave 48-46. And now, if you remember, on um, the third round, Kamaru Leon Edwards was got points taken away because of the fact that he grabbed the fence. Blaine too. And Leon Edwards did got you know there's some fouls that went that Leon Edwards did a lot of them were intentional that one was blatant the fence grab and I think because in the first round he 
I no, he hit Usman in the groin. The second round, there was like an eye poke. And then he had that fence grab. I think Herb Dean had to take a point away. But even then, even, even let's say none of those two things did happen, I think the Herb Dean still might have taken a point just because how blame the fence grab was and it kind of affected the fight. By the way, Leon Edwards, to me, got the decision. To me, he deserved to win because I feel like Leon Edwards did more in this fight. He landed a better strike, especially leg kicks and body kicks. He landed a bunch on Kamara Usman and really slowed down the fight. And as and also, when um to fight, to, when we slowed the fight, the fight felt a lot more slower than the second fight, in my opinion, if that makes sense. And also, Usman got a couple of takedowns, but really didn't do anything with them. He did no damage, didn't go for submission. Edwards kept getting up. Like not that long after getting taken down, he just got up like nothing. It really didn't affect him that much. Those takedowns for if you're coming, um, you know, those takedowns that Kamara Usman landed. Usman landed some good shots of his own, but it was, I feel like Edwards just kept. Edwards seemed like the, the faster fighter, even though I mentioned the fight being slowed down. It just kept hitting him and hurting him with these shots. It just kept sagging it at Usman, laying more than Usman did, and to me, the right guy won despite the point deduction. And I was kind of afraid that it was going to be a draw, but. Thankfully, there wasn't. You know, I think Edwards should have won and got the right this, the right guy won this fight. So, yeah, I got, yeah, good job by Leon Edwards stopping. You know, basically not allowing Usman to do damage with, with takedowns, getting up, you know, chopping the legs and slowing chopping Usman's legs and body shots, and also laying laying the, the left head kick several times. Now, obviously, not as bad as the one he landed in their last fight, but still, he landed a couple times the head, left head kick on Usman. And did a good job with his, with his, um did a very good job with striking and his and his ability to get up from takedowns. That's the one that I took away from his fights with um Leon Edwards and yeah and Kamaru Usman, you know he he, he took a knee in the second round that looked that really rocked him. That was like bad. And Usman was able to eat it and show and show that I guess his chin's still there and he didn't lose his chin at all. Because there were at least like two or three shots that Usman Edwards ended at. I mean. Excuse me, landed. I really could have done some damage to Usman, but Usman survived, was able to finish the fight. So, great great performance by Elon, the Leon Edwards defending his home country of England as the crowd was pro Leon. I mean, when he came out, I mean, they were treating him like a, like a rock star. I mean, they kept chanting Rocky. They did the, the, the chant of headshot, was it? Headshot dead. I forget what goes before it. You know what I'm talking about, that Leon Edwards said after he beat Usman in the second fight. Kept chaining that during the fights. I mean, the British crowds have always been great, and they were great here. So you gotta give them a shout out. These um, the crowd in England, give them some love because they deserve it. And UFC will definitely be back in England. Maybe not for another pay per view, but at least for another fight night. And it was a great performance for Leon Edwards. Give him credit. And what's next for Leon Edwards? Prob- I mean, he's got options. I mean, I mean, freaking Islam Akhtar wants to fight him in October. Which I don't, I don't see that happening, but you never know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I mean, he wants to fight him. Hori Masvidal definitely wants to fight him. Obviously, if Hori beats Gilbert Burns, there's a chance because Leon will love to get revenge on Hori for the whole incident back in 2019, the backstage of that of that show in London back in 2019 where a three-piece in the soda was born. You also got Kobe Covington who was in the crowd with who was who out of nowhere. Made, he was a backup fighter and came in that week and just made weight like like that. And he was in the crowd. Kobe Coates, he's been really in hot and really been quiet for like the, almost the last year, ever since the whole incident with um Jorge Masvidal in the restaurants. After the, you know the, after when Jorge sneak attacked him, came out of nowhere and just 
made weight, showed out nowhere, and was, you know, did some interviews with the media. And now it's interest for him and Leon Edwards, potentially. Also, Blau Muhammad's in the mix. Blau Muhammad's won a lot of fights. He's on, like, a, I want to say, eight-fight unbeaten streak or nine-fight unbeaten streak, something like that. I forget the exact number. He's a, he's a guy you can't, you can't, you can't rule out. So Leon Edwards got options next. He's got a lot of options for opponents next. Bitch to see what they do with Leon when he fights when he fights again and who he fights. I'm in, I am interested in see, but yeah, good fight good fights and I did want to talk about um I originally was gonna start from like the first fight and then go to the main event, but I started the main event first. So I do want to talk about Marvin Vittori and um, Roman Delazzi. As Marvin Vittori wins this fight via a unanimous decision. Marvin, Marvin, it seemed like Roman slowed down as the fight kept going, and especially because in the first round, Roman Delazzi was really throwing a lot of big strikes and really pushing, was really having like a semi-big, like high pace. But then as the fight kept going, slowed down, making it easier for Marvin Torres to just pick him apart, and Marvin Torres was able to win because Roman Delazzi could not take the fight to the ground, and in the stand-up, he just got out, he just got beat up by Marvin Torres, turned out to be the better striker of the two. He had some late kicks. I know they mentioned he went to um, a new gym. I think he, he trained in Tiger Muay Thai for a while. He had Dewey Cooper in his corner and had some late kicks. And Muratori had a bounce back performance after getting beat up, basically dominated by Robert Whitaker back in September in Paris. He's able to bounce back, get a victory, stay in the top five. And I mean, which you see what's next for Muratori? Who who he fight next? Does he does he fight maybe a Kianier? Does he? Because I don't think they fought yet. Can near in for Tory that I can recall. Unless I'm forgetting it. Maybe maybe give him in um, Strong Strickland. I don't know what's next for, for Tory. Interesting to see what's next for him. Obviously, if, if Ahero can still be champion, it's a good good thing for him because he's not. Because that means he can get another crack at the title because Israel's champion. He's really going to put in a lot of work. A lot more work to get another crack at Israel. Israel's champion versus Ahero, who he's never fought before. But good performance by Fratori. Got a bounce back victory. And like I said, Fratori hopefully can add more late kicks and add some more, more add some new elements to this game. Because Fratori is kind of like the same basic fighter if you watch some of his fights. And in order for him to really take that next step, he's going to have to add some some new elements to his game. And I think adding more kicking and late kicks would definitely help. Especially if he keeps training Tiger Muay Thai, training with guys like Dewey Cooper. That should definitely help him. But good performance from Marvin Tori, and then you got from, and then um, up the card was um, Jennifer Maya and Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill's first fight in over a year since she, um, I think she tore. I think it was ACL. I believe it was her ACL she tore. And Jennifer Maya just looked like the better striker. She just, no, she was the better striker. Not look like it. She was. She just kept picking apart Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill's nose kept getting busted. I mean, her nose kept getting beat up in that fight, and. Casey couldn't really strike, you know, strike with her personally. And also, you have to. Also, Casey Neal got no takedowns from ever calling that fight. Unless I, unless um, unless I, unless I'm mistaken, I don't recall Casey ever getting a takedown in that fight. And Maya just picked her apart. Maya definitely was the woman who was more fresher. Obviously, Jennifer Maya fought at least what twice since Casey Neal's last fight, and she will use that to beat Casey O'Neal and. Take her and take her unbeaten streak as she suffers her first loss. And you know, Casey did somewhat better in that third round. Still, Maya is just you know, definitely in the first two rounds definitely looked like the much better fighter, the more fresher, more you know, more. I don't want to say prepared. That's the wrong word. 
she's look, you know, she looked, she could tell that she she was come off a layoff compared to Casey O'Neill and Maya was able to pick her apart and had, you know, good striking as well. So Jennifer Maya gets another victory. She's won two in a row, especially now in this flyweight division with Valentina not being champion. There's hope for Jennifer Maya to possibly maybe get another crack at the title. It depends what happens with Shinko and Grasso in their rematch, obviously, because they're going to have that rematch soon. We need to see. And no, actually, now I think about it, she fought Valentina once. So, yeah, she, she, even Valentina wins. And Maya goes out there, has a good performance against a top five girl, and maybe, maybe wins like two more fights. She can get another crack at Valentina. But we'll see what's next for Jennifer Maya. Good victory for her. Then you got Brian Barberina and Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson, just great grappler. Seems like Brian Barberina struggled. You know, had grappling deficiencies and it showed here as Garen Nelson was able to get the arm bar for like the final minute of the first round and good victory for Garen Nelson. Garen Nelson, I think most of his victories are by finishes and he gets another finish here. And I know his last fight didn't get a finish against Takashi Saito back in last March, but if I remember, I think that's Garen Nelson coming back after what years of layoff. I remember he, he was a point where he didn't fight for a while, now he's back. And now he's back after an earlier layoff due to a broken nose. And he's had a good victory. Very aggressive victory for Garanos. And he's someone who's in like that, just not in the rankings, but not too far off. I mean, like the top 20, top 25 of a welterweight division ranking, that makes sense. I'm interested to see who they give him next for Garanos. I think it's a good victory for uh, against a game Brian Barbarina. And who knows? I, I interesting. I'm trying to think who. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't got. Any, I was trying to see who maybe you can match him up with, but I have no idea at the moment. But good victory for Garen Nelson. Nice submission victory. And then the the co-main event between Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fiziev. What a perform. What a fight. Entertaining as entertaining as fuck. I mean, I just gotta be honest with you. Back and forth. I mean, it was close. I mean, I, I honestly the first two rounds were very close and very tough to call. I didn't know who exactly who's. Winning after two rounds, I thought. I mean, well, I I thought I had a one-one, but I wasn't like confidence personally. But I thought it was one-one. And the thing with Gaethje is, Gaethje really kept Gaethje kept was really doing well with hurting Fizzy up in his face. I mean, he, Fizzy up had a cut over, under his left eye and had like a nerd cut over his right eye. Just beat him up badly, especially that third round. Really beat up Fizzy up. And it was doing better in the second round too, compared to the first round, in my opinion. Some of the shots he was landing, and but Fiziev was game, and Fiziev really was hurting Gaethje, especially to his body. I mean, he landed so many body shots to Gaethje. That even though Gaethje had a good third round, Gaethje was breathing through his mouth. We could tell he was exhausted. Like those body shots really adding up to him, and you gotta give up, and you gotta give Gaethje credit for surviving those body shots, and even some of the late kicks he took from Fiziev. I know he gave some Fiziev some good late kicks himself. Early in that fight, but still, Fiziev was really attacking him in the body and in some late kicks. But he was able to pull through and able to win this fight in a very close fight. And I got to rewatch this fight because I really don't know who won at the moment. I was like, I, I guess Gaethje, but I need this is a fight I need to rewatch and see who I think won the fight because it's kind of tough because it was very close. It was, it was hard to score personally watching it live. But if I go back and watch it, maybe I can have a better. Maybe then I can be like, you know what, the judges got it right, or now the judges got it wrong. I have no idea. But I 
in terms of if they did get it right or wrong, personally, I think it was an entertaining fight. Gaethje delivered like he always does in these fights. Fiziev had a great performance. Fiziev's right there in the top of these guys. You know, he didn't get the decision. But still, Fiziev is someone you got to watch out for in his lightweight division. And I got to give Gaethje a lot of credit because Gaethje took someone that wasn't, you know, a Chandler, Connor, a Poirier, or Oliveira. You know, it seemed like, it seemed like those guys have all been fighting each other the last several years. And a lot of these other... Up, younger upcoming guys in this lightweight division, the Sarukians, the Gamrots, even the um, Grant Dawson's, and um, you know guys like that. Seem like those guys had a hard time getting, 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 getting finding these um, bigger name guys in the lightweight division, and, and potentially um, moving up the rankings. And give Gaethje fought someone who's Drake, who was ranked number six, that wasn't you know a big name like Chandler, McGregor, Boyer, or even or even Oliveira. And he won. He proved that he's still one of the top lightweights in the world. Give him credit. I mean, interesting what you do next with Gaethje. Who do you give him? Maybe the loser of Darius and Oliveira, potentially. Maybe, um... Try to think. Who else do you give him? Maybe Gamrot? Him and Gamrot can fight? I wouldn't mind seeing those two guys fight. That would be an interesting fight to watch. I, I just... I, I mean, Gaethje, like you say, he's making one more run to title. And I think being those guys could definitely... If, especially if he, let's say, finishes a Gamrot or finishes someone like that, or even maybe, maybe um, has a better performance gets a loser of Darius and Oliveira than the winner of that fight, he might get a title fight after two victories in a row, potentially. It's possible. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I don't know what's, what Gaethje has to do exactly to get in there crack of the title. Oh, you know what? Him and Poirier, they haven't, that, the last fight was, what, five years ago? Run, run it back. It's been five years since those two fought. Those guys are coming off victories. Do why not? Tile eliminator. You you know, both guys, they really want to get another crack at the tile. They should go out there and beat each other up. You know, I mean, you know, fight each other and, and beat you know, have to beat each other. Two guys in the top five. That makes sense. I like that idea. Now I think about Gaethje Poirier rematch. I'm down for it. Why not? The first fight was pretty damn great. The second fight I believe would be just as good. And they're both still top five guys all these years later. So give credit both of them. But yeah, this was a very, very solid card. Very solid card for the most part. I got it was very good. And also I do want to shout Mohamed Makaya from the prelims. Just saying he got a third round, I believe, yeah, third round uh, submission victory after getting almost knee barred in that in his fights. He came back and was able to get a submission like not that long after. That's very impressive by Mohamed Makayev. Gotta give him some shout out in the prelims. Jack Shore got a bounce back victory to losing his last fight. The guy who was definitely a top prospect in the bandwidth division lost to Ricky Simone and is pretty still, uh, still still a guy to watch out for in, in the UFC. Now he's fighting at 145 now. Considering I think he, the weight cuts were too much for him. We'll see how he does at 145. Maybe he can make some noise there. We'll find out. So yeah, again, I want to give Shaq Shore and Mohamed Makayev some credit in the prelims for um, their performances as well. Overall, good card. Solid card. I liked it. I enjoyed it for the most part. Let me know what you guys thought of this card. We give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. And yeah, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait for um see what's next for Leon and Justin Gaethje and even and um even for Tori. And you know, I'm I, I do want to see what's next for um, you know, Jennifer Maya even and um and Jack Shore in the one forty five division. I'm excited. I can't wait. And um, I can't wait for next week, too. Next week is Chilvera and Corey Sanagan. Whoo! What a main event. Damn, that's a sexy-ass main event. 
the main in terms of fight nights turns on that's a great car i can't wait to talk about that later on this week break it down with you guys because i am pumped for that card and also um also the pay-per-view in three weeks now i was gonna say two weeks but three weeks from now um ufc 287 in miami florida israel sanya and freaking alex behave the rematch what a fantastic pay-per-view card that is obviously when we get close with the week of we'll talk about that card but all, but you know you got you got Israel Sanya in the Alex Pereira rematch. You got Gilbert Burns fighting Jorge Masvidal in his hometown. You even got Raul Rojas Jr. in the car pay per view card. The 18 year old. You got Adrian Yunans against the returning Ralph Fonts. I mean, good card. Hot Colin and Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's in three weeks. I mean, damn, I can't wait for that card. But and day before Easter too. I mean, what a fantastic. Excuse me, fantastic card that is three weeks from now. And also next week's main events, pretty damn good. So UFC doing big to have some nice main events for within these upcoming weeks. You know, March has been a very good month in terms of their, their, their cards and their pay in their main events. And April seemed like the same way too. Sergey Pavlovich and Curtis Blades are fighting April 22nd. It's a main event of that card. And also um, not Calvin Cater. Arnold Allen and freaking Max Holloway, April 15th as well. The main event of that show in Kansas City. So I mean, I'm excited for um these upcoming UFC paper UFC events in March and April. I mean, their year of anniversary, the UFC had to go big, rightfully so. And I'm glad they're doing it. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for so much for watching, and listening to um, this video, and supporting us through through our podcasting platforms: YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, reason all the podcasting platforms. Appreciate love, supports, and. Don't we, you know, we appreciate the love and support you guys give us. Whether it be the likes, sharing the videos, commenting, donations, we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. While you guys, this channel is nothing. Me, my dad, Dan, everyone appreciates the love and support you guys give us. And I'm all, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a good day, good night, your time watching this. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you next time. In peace.